Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Secret Top 10. If you don't know what it is, just get past this part and everything is explained or watch the first two episodes. But this time, the guest is Marcus Cook, a legendary special effects artist, indie director. He's done a slew of cool, uh, kind of crazy and different unique movies. He's been working in special effects for a very long time. He's done worked on the guinea pig movies, more recently the American guinea pig movies is what I mean, not the Japanese ones. Um, he's directed 100 Tears, rot fell um he's just a, a really cool guy and we have a history and i explained some of our history in the opening of the video so yeah just check it out and i hope you enjoy the next episode of the secret top 10 it was a pleasure uh marcus's list is um it's gangbusters every movie on here i, I love if i've seen them so yeah lots of great stuff and i think it should be a fun episode uh again appreciate feedback and everything like that and uh hopefully i'll have marcus back for season two yeah here we go I'm here with Marcus Cook. It's Marcus Cook. Everybody mispronounces your name all the fucking time, including me when I probably first started. But uh, he's a it special happens. effects artist, director, um, actor. He's been in a bunch of movies as well. And he's nice enough to sit down with me and do The Secret Top Ten, which is a ridiculous show. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, Marcus. Yeah, no problem. Um, me and Marcus actually go back a lot longer than uh, you would think. Probably makes Marcus technically a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to trade tapes online and everything like that when I was like, what, 13 years old or something like that? Yeah. This guy sent me Aftermath. <laughs> Back in the AOL horror chat days. Well, uh, anyways, you know the rules vaguely, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the rules, uh, just a quick rundown if this is your first time. I explained them in the beginning, but I'm going to do it again. It's a secret top ten. He picks a subject. I do not know the subject. And I have two minutes to guess what his top ten are going to be in that subject. And then we go over what he picked. Um, I incorporate some clips if I can. I don't know what kind of movies he's going to be picking. Um, and then we laugh at my terrible picks. And then we're going to do a goofy tournament. Because I, I like the tournament better than the trivia. I think it turned out. I'm not going to tell you what the tournament subject is, but uh, <laughs> all right. You ready? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Um, so go ahead and explain your subject and your caveat and all, if there's any caveats and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, because like, you know, everyone associates me with like horror films and ex uh, especially like extreme graphic gore that that's what my favorite kind of movie is but weirdly enough um i'm really into like really funny weird absurd wacky comedies more than anything and and specifically things that i've seen so much that i can quote like inside and out so like it, it, a, a very wide variety but i love like wacky goofy movies that are just so quotable, like through and through, like the whole movie itself is like quotable. Um, now are they horror movies or horror movies included as well? Uh, yeah, some horror movies. Okay. Um, yeah. And, but I guess, you know, I mean, that, th that term would be debatable, but, <laughs> All right. uh, I, I won't give you any clues other than quotable movies, genre, definitely genre. Okay. So I'm going to hit start. All right. Okay. What do you think I could quote? <laughs> yeah, I th think definitely needs some like uh, music for this sequence. 
Yeah, I think Dustin said it, but then I was too lazy to do it. <laughs> Get you like a knockoff Jeopardy theme. <laughs> Like last week, somebody picked a couple really oddball comedies, and I'm like thinking maybe a couple of those are going to be on the same list because I feel Ooh, similar to them too. They, so. they might be. They might be. Um, uh, James L. Edwards definitely named one of them, but that's oh. giving that's giving you about too much. Isn't it? <laughs> no, I already wrote them. I already wrote the two I thought would be down anyways. I got about a minute left. So okay, weird comedies with lots of great quotes. I know, like, you have, like, a good sense of humor and, like, really oddball stuff. I think that we, um, it's going to be hard. Oh. That's one. Regardless, I think that some of these will be fun to talk about. The order is absolutely nonsense, so. Oh, yeah. I I had a hard time coming down with a list. I didn't realize, like, how many movies, like, I can quote (laughs) really nerdily like, um, but... Yeah, I, I, I squeezed it down to like kind of 10, but I still have a barrage of other films that I'm sure like, if not my 10, you'll, you'll name several of my other alternate list. <laughs> I got eight seconds. Uh... That's it. I tried to change it up for copyright. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to avoid copyright, but I've been putting small little clips, and I've yet to be really screwed with it. So, I don't mind the copyright um, kind of things, but I don't like the strikes. The strikes is what you got to worry about because I don't yeah. make money off this channel at all. So, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's hear it, Marcus. Okay. So, uh, kind of top ten, like I <clears throat> hard list to like narrow down, but like uh, like at the 10 spot it's kind of four films as one because they're all john waters films so i just kind of lumped them all together and that's my number 10 and that's of course female trouble desperate living pink flamingos and polyester like those like that's my number 10 just all four as one Um, honey marble you stand convicted of assholeism. yeah i mean the thing is i've only watched a handful of john waters movies i've enjoyed all of them but man yeah, I know. I have. I've been buying them every time they hit Blu-ray. <laughs> the early films are where it's at. Pink Flamingos, the quotes in that movie are so priceless when he's like, kill everyone now immediately. That's their... <laughs> I agree with <laughs> the political... Egg lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the part that had me and Jeremy cracking up the most when we watched it was how Divine said asshole. You'd be like, you asshole, asshole. asshole. <laughs> oh, I love the uh, Baltimore accent. Like, just all the characters some like sometimes i'll slip into it just if i if i say something you know like well how about that you know <laughs> my friend used to say asshole like that and he wasn't from baltimore so <laughs> i don't i don't know where he picked it up but it was definitely not john waters yeah so that's a great pick even though you cheated and you put four as a tie <laughs> um and so number nine okay um, shock treatment You'll find conference rooms and a children's playground 
Denton is a real okay town. Civic pride and civic duty. And Denton girls are <whistles> full of beauty. You ain't call us the goody goody two-shoe. We're here to cheer you with the good news. The sort of official, unofficial sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's like one of my favorites. I absolutely love Shock Treatment. It's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It's yeah. It's it's an equal. Yeah, that's yeah. the quote. It's, it's so hard to explain. It's got Brad and Janet, and you know, a whole barrage of new characters, new situations. Totally yeah. different. Rick Mile pops in there. Charles Gray. Um, yeah. And the the satire is so priceless. Like if, if I mean, I remember somebody was complaining online about you know they're like this movie's anti-gay. It's like. You know, it's satirically <laughs> making fun of people that are anti-gay. Do you not get that? Or are you just dumb? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, number eight, UHF. That's a great one, too. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Michael Richards, Weird Al's movie. That's a fucking bonkers-ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite quote from that one? Oh, shit. My, my favorite sequence definitely is um, uh, when he's... Uh, the oh, god damn it! <laughs> See, I, I freeze when I'm like on camera and stuff. Um, God, he's my favorite stand-up comedian. Holy shit! That's the same thing I do when I go to write the ten. Like, there's only a few simple principles you must bear in mind before attempting to operate a sophisticated piece of machinery like this table saw. Emo Phillips. It's like, yeah, it's just like where he's all like, first of all, you must bear in mind a few simple principles before attempting to operate such a sophisticated piece of machinery like this. And he's like, table saw. But Emo Phillips, where he cuts his thumb off and he's like, is my face red? I, I don't remember that part. You know, I've only seen it one time and I saw <laughs> oh. it later. But, like, unlike a lot of those weird off-the-wall movies that you watch at a later time and you don't like, I really liked UHF. That, like, hit my... F I used to be a big Weird Al fan as a kid, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is Terror Vision. I love the monsters. I love all the characters. Oh, <laughs> that's so bizarre. Yeah, that's a wonderful movie. Like, I, I absolutely adore that one. When I rewatched it recently for something, and I just I, I went to rate it, and I was like, I want to give this. A, I'm just giving it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> Holy tomato! Oh, Garrett Graham, man, that guy is a fucking brilliant. Just like you don't register all the cult movies he's in until you sit down and think about it. Like, and the grandpa, Burt Remsen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burt Remsen, like with the, the, the lizard tails, like, you know, lizard tail jerky snacks. <laughs> oh, and, and then John Grease is in that movie as Odie. Oh, man, that movie's, that movie's perfect. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice. Uh, next up, six, is uh, Meet the Feebles. That's also one of my all-time favorites. Have you got any smack? Smack? Horse, liquid sky, 
Skag, snow, coke, crack, methadone, benzodrine, pinky, sand, pad. Morning glory, nutmeg, blue minis, aspirin, ADOS, paracetamol, Vex vapor up. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good quotable one. If, uh, if nobody's seen that one, man. If you're sleeping on Peter Jackson's early work. If you've only seen his later stuff, I'm a big fan of the early shit. You know what I mean? The yeah. goofy, gory, on PC nonsense. Yeah. Bad taste, dead alive, feebles. Yeah, like those those are like the quintessentials. Um, number five is Freaked. <laughs> All right. Gotta love Freaked. Winters, gotta love it. <laughs> Oops. Now look, from now on, no more screw-ups, okay? Styrofoam cup. Uh, number four is Dr. Caligari. Not uh, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, but the 1990 rinse dream. Really just, I don't know even how to describe it. Meet Dr. Caligari. She's chic. She's hip. She's morally reprehensible. She's evil. She's a flat-out sadist. A sex Nazi. How do I make you feel? My feelings are like filthy prayers. I'm a juice dog. I'm a twitching skee-ball. And you won't let me shiver. Yeah, that was directed by the guy who did Cafe Flash, right? Yeah, Cafe Flash. Yeah, Rinse Dream. Yeah, that, that's a weird fucking movie. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I had like a laser disc and just bonkers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and um, after that, that is uh, the Forbidden Zone. Elfman's Forbidden Zone. Yeah, great movie too. Uh, it's got uh, Joe Spinell and, and Susan Tyrell, which is like got to be the queen of the cult actresses for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, she's in like you know John Waters' later films like Ramona Ricketts um, and Cry Baby. She's in Bad too. Warhol's Bad, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two is Frankenhooker. <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorites. Classic. You've heard about this movie. It's here, a perfect 100 on the vomit meter. I'm talking about Frankenhooker. It's not that we haven't seen this story before. It's a combination of every brain research, mad scientist, and psycho movie of the past 30 years. It even reminds you of Ed Gain, that famous Plainfield, Wisconsin handyman and psycho, one who collected the body parts and skinned them like deers and danced around in the moonlight with their skin strapped to his body. Fun Ed, as we like to call him around the trailer house. Hen and Lauder. Um, and then number one, like, and, and for the longest time, like I have a hard time, you know, people ask like what my favorite film is. And it's like, you know, it was always the top two, like Forbidden Zone and Frankenhooker were always like kind of, I'm like, it's hard to say. So like those two are my top favorite films. And then I didn't think anything could ever surpass it until I saw 
the greasy strangler. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? This is one famous chili cheese dog. No, this isn't right. <laughs> I, I think that is the most flawless film. <laughs> you know what about that movie is I you either love it or hate it. I'm in the loving camp. And like I, the movies, all the movies that came out that year, it was a super strong year for movies. But I was, I was like, this movie is the only one that people are going to quote for, for another 50 years for, I am at least I, I used to go around mm -hmm. at work and I'd be like, I bet you think I'm the greasy strangler. And people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, man, that's a great list. I, I, I think I love every movie on your list, to be honest. The only one I'm not as familiar with as I should be is Dr. Caligari. Oh, well, we need to change that. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that'll get a release eventually. Didn't somebody mention they had it? I don't know. I, like, there's been a couple people. I know uh, for a long time, uh, Stephen Byro at Unearth Films was trying to get his hands on it. Um, Severin's been trying to get their hands on it. Uh, Lewis Justin's been trying to get his hands on it. Um, Vinegar Syndrome's been trying. So I hope one of them. I, you know, I don't care who, really. I just, yeah. I just need a new, like release of that and maybe interviews with you know the remaining cast uh you know i just i would love to see that happen um i can't believe uh i'll go over my list but i honestly every movie you put on that list i should have guessed it was such <laughs> a topic of and and like i panicked when i was writing and so like i wrote a lot of mainstream that's what i always tend to do just on a panic so number 10 was i had like five six seconds left i wrote ghoulies go to college <laughs> Are you mimicking me? Are you mimicking me? The ghoulies have no dicks. Silence. Go. Kill him now. Not very quotable, but still fun. Number nine, I wrote Bubba Hotep. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good quotes in Bubba Hotep. Number eight. I, I didn't know how you felt about it. I wrote Army of Darkness because if if you're a, if you like Campbell, you know. Oh yeah. Number seven, I, I went more comedy angle. I wrote fucking Coneheads. I was like, eh? mm. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Coneheads. Uh, I haven't seen that since it came out in the theaters, but yeah, like, I mean, it more so can quote like the the shows like the episodic sketches oh yeah 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 was that than the movie wow my mom's the only other woman i've ever known who could take a sandwich like that so six um i wrote the dark backward by adam rifkin oh fuck i almost i that, that was almost on there that's that's such a bizarre movie <laughs> it was the and, definition of fucking bonkers and i was like i feel like marcus likes this movie for oh, some yeah. reason <laughs> number five i wrote eating raul <sighs> that almost made it onto the list too you know yeah. eating raul just because i'm a huge mary warnoff fan you know of course she's in terror vision but like anything with her and um uh paul bartell like i just i love growing up and always seeing them pop up in movies together. yeah i think i think like i i wasn't growing up but like when i would see them like i initially didn't really like i slowly came to them i mean maybe the first time i saw paul bertel was private parts that mm. was a long time ago whenever that dvd was put out and i would just remember like registering probably piranha but i didn't know who he was i just saw some guy getting eaten by piranha and was like this is some 
some bald guy. I don't fucking know who he is. <laughs> um, number four, I, I, I remember, I think you like this movie. I think we talked about it, and it's a real oddball cult movie that doesn't really have much uh, people talk about it very much. Cause I don't think it ever had a release. Love God. Love God. <gasps> yeah, I love Love God. No, that's, I mean, yeah, no one's, no one's seen it. And the only way to get a copy is if you write Frank Grow. Like it, you, if you track down his email and send him a message and send him like, you know, a couple bucks, he'll, he'll burn you a DVD. But I don't, I don't know why it never got released, but it's great. It's like, it's weird. And it, it's got like stop motion animation creatures, like big, crazy monsters. It's so fun. It's bonkers, and my my most quotable movie I put on the list because I know you're a big fan of it, and it's Return of the Dead. Oh yeah, man, it's a hundred of those fuckers. A hundred brains. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely like I, I had a whole side list of other movies that I really love, and I, but it, and it was so hard to narrow it down to ten. But like the Convent, you know, Mike Mendez is the Convent. Yeah. I fucking love that film. Quote it inside and out. Uh, Dead Alive, Bad Taste, Chud Two. Chud Two, I love Chud Two. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead One and Two, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Clue, Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs, Zorro the Gay Blade. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Yellow Beard, and like Airplane, of course. Like, oh, yeah. so, so that was my side list of like mainstream stuff. But I'm like, I gotta, I gotta compile down to ten. It was, it was hard. So my number one was Beetlejuice. I, I, oh, I, I knew you liked Burton, but I, I know probably just older school Burton like me. So like, honestly, on your top ten list, like most of those, like eight of those are some of my favorite movies, like Terror Vision and Meet the Feebles and stuff and Freaked. They're just all movies that I like. They're the movies you watch and like you read the reviews and they're all like terrible reviews and you don't get it because no one got it at the time but you're not you're not in, you're not in that time so you don't even give a shit you know what I mean yeah <laughs> oh man I did terrible I got one I got freaked freaked yeah <laughs> freaked any any movie with like yeah the, the butthole surfers Gibby Haynes makes an appearance Rastafari eyes Rastafari <laughs> My favorite is um, the whole sequence when they flash back and it has um, how everybody got turned and it's Mr. T. You look better with the, he's like, you look, you'd be better as a woman. He's like, he's like keep the beard. He's like, and then Bobcat. The hammer. Oh yeah, the Bobcat. Hammer. Bobcat. And then they're all crying. <laughs> Mr. T's like, man, that's rough. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. So, uh, Anyways, that was a great list. I'd like to have you back and do another one, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, for sure. Like so I, this, I was, I'm, oh, what is that? <laughs> well, this is the tournament. Oh, the tournament. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Marcus? Sorry. I talk really fast. Yeah. And, and Zoom, we, it tends to, you know, there's pause, so people will cut each other off. Yeah, the weird lagging. Um, yeah, and I had a hard time, uh, you know, because, like, I mean, I like comedies, I, I like horror, but, like, the other films that I really, really love, uh, more so that, than a horror genre, would be, like, bleak and depressing films. Like, I, I, I don't know, I, there's there's something just awesome about, like, dark, depressing movies. Oh, yeah, <laughs> love yeah, for sure. Okay. So, I mean, I like all of it, but I feel like, I like really dark comedy, like really awful dark comedy too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I do think most movies need a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even necromantic's got a sense of humor. Okay. Yeah. 
And horror comedy is hard. Like, you know, very few, I think, horror comedies get it right. Um, like, I think Shaun of the Dead is a good example of, like, horror comedy done right. Yeah. At least I, for me. And I would my put that comedy horror. You know what I mean? Like, Ghostbusters is comedy horror. Shaun of the Dead, comedy horror. Return of the Living Dead, horror comedy. Comedy. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. That's how I always have. Like, Basket Case. Horror comedy? comedy. I should have put Basket Case on your list. Oh, yeah, Blyle. <laughs> All right. So the tournament is a nonsensical thing. For Dustin, I did um, monster teams fighting each other to see who would win. I did this a long time ago, but it wasn't for anything. It wasn't for the secret top ten with Fred Vogel. And I picked special effects artists. And you are a special effects artist, so I decided to do, do that route. But I didn't pick all the same people. I switched it up. Okay. But there is some of the same because I, I don't want to put this right by the mic like a jackass but there is some of the same here in here but you know because there's only so many big time special effects artists that with name recognition in the horror kind of world and i didn't pick any any guys still working you know what i mean because that's just kind of shitty <laughs> um okay so first up we have the chiodos brothers oh yeah the kyoto brothers yeah kyoto brothers so um and they're going to face off. You just basically get to pick whose special effects you like better. You don't have to say technically. It's your fucking choice. You could be like, you know why? Because I said so. And they're going to face <laughs> off against Giannetto De Rossi, the uh, Italian special effects um, guy who did zombie and all that good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, I, I'm going to have to go with the, the, you know, the Kyoto's just because that's more in my wheelhouse of, you know, I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, what movie did I? There was something I watched, and then like halfway through it, I was like, "Oh my god!" It, it was a movie I'd never seen. And then partway in, I was like, "These effects look like Kyoto Brothers." Oh no, it was uh, Tammy and the T Rex. Were they? Yeah. Were and they I was their like, effects? I'm like, I was like, these creatures. Oh no, was it Tammy and the T Rex? No, there's something... Oh, fuck. Maybe... Oh! <laughs> I mean, Tammy and the T-Rex looks like they do it, for sure. I know they did Critters, Ernest Scared Stupid, Killer Clowns. Ernest Scared Stupid, that's what it was. But, I had never yeah. seen... Er er oh, yeah, that's what it was. For Halloween, we watched Ernest Scared Stupid because I had never seen it. And, and Jesse was all like, how could you have never seen it? And I'm like, I don't know, I just didn't. And so we were watching it, and I was like... I was like... the. The sculpts specifically look like the Kyoto Brothers. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see it. They just reuse Killer Clowns, I believe. Yeah, some of them were very. <laughs> I, I love Ernest Scared Stupid. That is my favorite kids movie. It's my favorite Halloween movie. I love it, man. Did you dig it, or was it kind of like, I'm way too old for this shit? Oh, I liked it. It was goofy and quirky, you know, and not like, you know, offensive. Like, yeah, I, I can see why, like, kids really dug it. You know, I think, but as an early age, I, it was like in that weird stage where I was a little bit older. And so, yeah, you know, I, I just kind of missed it, you know, because I was already watching, you know, more fucked up stuff at that oh, point. Yeah. It was like, well, it's a kid's movie. That's what happened with me with Barney. Like my cousin was like a year and a half younger than me. He was in the Barney and I was just like, what are you guys doing? It's fucking creepy ass purple dinosaur. This is I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's always fun to remember special times, and the happiest memories of all are the ones we share with the friends we love. I love you. Okay. So next up is Rob Botine. 
Ooh. It's going to be hard to beat Rob Bottin if you ask me. Yeah. The Thing, you know, all sorts of great stuff. The Howling. RoboCop. Yeah. And he's <laughs> going to go up against, oh, there's another classic guy, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Okay. okay. Uh, Tom Savini is like, yeah, a lot of firsts. Like, he was um, my biggest influence. Like, because he was, he was like one of the first kind of names that I started recognizing, you know, over and over um was tom savini and so I, I i followed tom's career like you know i'm just like oh, okay he's he does gore and that's kind of like what i want to do and yeah <laughs> it's tough isn't it I, I, yeah and and then like yeah but rob botine like some really far out there you know stuff legend like he did you know uh tim curry's makeup as you know uh, darkness yep love that so yeah that's uh, i'm gonna have to go with botine okay <laughs> savini's gone <laughs> gone to the wayside with uh de rossi so you got four more names in here uh next yep. up is uh john carl buchler or buchler how do you oh, say buchler buchler john carl buchler yeah that's right R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad when I heard of his passing. Um, who was I was just watching Baby Oopsie. You know, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Billy Butler's um, Baby Oopsie movie, and in the background there's an, a painting of like you know it's like supposed to be like an old timey family painting, but it's clearly you know John Beekler. Like, <laughs> and he he did that he, he with Troll. Yeah, yeah, he did Troll. He directed Troll, and he, he just put his painting the... in the back of one of those movies with with him on it. Wasn't he in the old painting and Troll in the background? Oh, it might be like Buchler. I think he put himself in a painting or something in one of those movies. Yeah, and, and maybe that's why uh, Billy Butler did that with uh, Baby Oopsie. It's like it's in the background. Like you know, if if you if you don't know it's there because it's not a focal point of the story, it's yeah. just back there. But if you happen to notice it, you know. And, and something I love about Beekler's work is um, all of his characters, like every, every artist has their own style and kind of fingerprint, but Beekler's work, all of his characters look like him. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, <laughs> got to love it because you, you, can, you recognize it. And I guess if you didn't know what Beekler looked like, you know, you, you wouldn't ever see that. But yeah. like, I always see it anytime I see his ghoulies and, yeah, the ghoulies, the troll, the cellar dweller. Um, we didn't see under not Jason Voorhees so much, but a lot of the other ones for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's gonna face off against one guy that I feel like you would have a love for, Screaming Mad George. Mad George, yes. Oh, oh, damn. Society, the Giver. Um, God damn, he is yeah, wildly inventive and creative. So, um, ooh, that's a hard one. I love Beekler's work. It's, it's got so much charm and personality to it. Um, but I'm gonna go the weird route because I love Screaming Mad George's weird stuff. Society almost made this list too. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like Society, literally. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like a soap opera in the first half of the movie and then you see the shunting and you're like, you're never gonna forget the shunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That movie fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> Ooh, look, a beauty mark. 
Oh, beauty, ma. Like uh, <laughs> the mom for no reason. And, and I love random things in films. But when like the mom is like chewing on hair and coughs up a hairball, like <laughs> just yeah. no explanation. They never talk about it. It's just a thing that happens. You I have to that. assume that she's like not fully there. Like something happened to her. Like she's the mentally handicapped version of the societal creatures or some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we got some two wild ones here, and I put Lon Chaney Sr. because I thought it was very, you know, I put Lon Chaney Sr., which is kind of a crazy pick, and mm -hmm. he's going to face off against uh, Steve Johnson. Oh, that's a hard, hard one. That's like old school. Again, Steve Johnson, like he's he's a, a crazy motherfucker, wildly inventive, like creating totally new techniques and things that have never been done before. Um Oh, and then, but I mean, same can be said with like Lon Chaney, like he's the man of a thousand faces. Damn, 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 damn. Oh, <laughs> I'm such at a, like a crux of a crossroads here. Where do I go with this one? Uh, hmm. I'm going to have to go with, um, Steve Johnson. Okay. <laughs> it feels like sacrilege, right? I like, feel it feels it very feels like sacrilege, but I, <laughs> Okay. So now we have the Kyoto brothers versus Rob Botine. Rob Botine. <laughs> okay. And then we have Steve Johnson versus Screaming Mad George. Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel like either way is gonna be a sacrilegious uh uh, decision. Um, I'm going to go with Screaming Mad George. Oh, literally now for the final, we have Rob Bottin versus Screaming Mad George. I think Rob Bottin. <laughs> that's that's a good choice. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know special effects like you, but I don't think we've ever matched the thing. Uh. -uh. No. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Did you hopefully you like that tournament? <laughs> I I, I did yeah, want to pick. Fun. Yeah. Um, next time, if we, we do it, I'll pick something more ridiculous. Like I'll have you just have monsters or actors fighting to the death of something <laughs> stupid. Um, but I like to do that with special effects artists because a lot of times, like you don't get to hear uh, directors or special effects artists or people talk about other people's work like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of great like effects artists. I think, and, and you know, I don't know like how you feel about this. And again, like one of my other all time favorite films is uh, little shop of horrors, the musical with, uh, you know, Steve Martin and um, it's a classic. Yeah. But hands down the Audrey two puppet, I think like outshines any practical effect ever that's ever happened. I think that's like one of my favorite monsters. It's a, it's a great monster, and I didn't they have to like slow it down to where it they did a lot of work on that, and that was that was fucking looked really hard. Rick Moranis had to act and sing in slow motions, and then they'd bring it back up to proper speed. But the puppet was too big and cumbersome where they couldn't make it move around that fast, and that's yeah. that's how they were able to achieve like that. It looked like it was moving at at regular motion. So original ending or the uh, director's cut ending? Oh, um. I like, yeah, and see, I, I sought out, like, 
I, for years, I was trying to find that ending because um, they released the laser disc, and I was always trying to find the laser disc because I wanted to see it. Yeah. But it wasn't until um, the Blu-ray came out that they finally re-included uh, whatever they offer you. Don't feed the plants. Song, you know, where all yeah. the Audrey twos are stuck to the. But I love it. I, I kind of wish it would have gone that route, but you know, but the the I guess original ending, you know, sticks with me more because that was the first iteration that i had seen until i heard that oh my gosh there's there's an alternate cut they oh, cut yeah, the yeah. oh gotta find it <laughs> yeah now it's readily available on blu-ray you can watch any version you want i think yeah and and i'll be sad like i mean there was there was some talk a while back about them doing a remake of it not as a musical but more as like a horror movie but like you know it's just no one's no one's gonna top that puppet and it's just you know if they do it today it's gonna be cg you know yeah like that's the same thing with gremlins too you're like you know the charm of the gremlins is that they were practical and they were it was just so fun like i don't know and also they wouldn't have dante directing it's like i'm not interested in a gremlins property when joe dante's still alive if he does if he's not touching it i don't you know yeah and you know, I mean, that's how I feel with all those little, like, you know, munchies, ghoulies, hobgoblins, like, you know, critters. Like, those are awesome because they're goofy puppets. And you know they're goofy puppets, but you're in for the ride. You know, you're in for the camp factor, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so so what do you got going on? I know you had just uh, finished editing Beyond the Beyond uh, Horror and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, my wife Jesse and I did uh, Beyond Horror, and it's just a... a you're in it, of course. <laughs> um, we talked to you. Um, and it's a, uh, to, to my knowledge, I don't think anyone's ever done a documentary on red films, like the most fucked up films, like, you know, the August Undergrounds, you know, uh, Marion Dora films, Lucifer Valentine films. We tried to make it as kind of comprehensive as possible but there's still like you know how many how many films can you cram in you know and and you got to whittle it down to like what's going to fit within this frame you know or two hour time frame so but you know we may do a sequel to it because there's still more films people always come up well you should have put this film oh yeah yeah there's a guy pushing up his glasses every everybody's going to be a critic on you and like people like you should at least try to do something on your own if you're going to be really harsh critic and just see how bad it sucks half the time not like (laughs) i mean how how hard it is to get something made and shit yeah like putting yourself in uncomfortable positions yeah um but yeah i I don't know i mean the kind of two years of like weird covid not being able to work and go out and about and travel like you know i'm used to doing like i've kind of set my sights like you know i still want to do effects on films but um i i think i i want to shift focus now and and start working towards having my own haunted attraction i want to open my own haunt that would be cool yeah that'd be nuts because i can still do all my effects stuff all the bloody body parts and creatures and things but more for like a haunt setting than movies and you can also (laughs) use that as a location a filming location off season Mm -hmm. too you could use it as yeah yeah, it would work well especially if you owned it like a a warehouse rented it and you could just do all these effects right out of there that would work well and i know billy pond does that right i think so yeah Yeah, i think that's what Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I, there's a lag in there. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, back in the day, Tom Savini had like Spooky World, you mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know if like he owned it or just was kind of like part of the name or just a part of it. But I, I do uh, nothing about that. 
Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I don't know. Do haunted houses, they have to make good profit, right? Like, They can. Um, I think the hardest part, like there's, you know, I, and, and I don't know if anyone's ever known this, but like, you know, for the last 17 years, uh, not only, you know, have I been doing effects on movies, but I work with um, a company that builds haunted houses at theme parks. So I've been doing theme park haunt work, you know. Nice you know, couple months out of the year. And that like afforded me the, you know, the rest of the year to do movie stuff. Um, but, you know, I've seen, you know, some people start up their own haunts, but like it, it's something you have to stick with and not give up in the first year or two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like anything it's so <laughs> cut out a little bit. You said like anything though, it's, I don't know what you said there. Oh, um, yeah, the, uh, with anything you got to build it up as you, as you go, like, you know, uh, some people throw in the towel after the first thing, but like, I mean, it's just like filmmaking, like you can't just make a film and think, oh, this is going to, you know, bring me all the fame and glory. You know, you got to yeah. stick at it for years to keep it going. And then, and then you make 20 movies and then, then the first review pops up and says newcomer so-and-so and you're like fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I guess acting is the same way, like um, Michael St. Michael or Michael Rappaport from uh, Greasy Strangler, like, you know, he had been in movies like um, uh, shit, back Video, in Dead. He was in Video Dead, he was in that, you know, so he'd been around in acting for a while, but like now all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, here's this awesome fucking crazy actor, then, you know, he's, he's finally got the notoriety, you know. And I love hearing that, and it also kind of happened with... Uh... On a lower budget level, it happened with Bob Glazer, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just all of a sudden got, like, now he's in every fucking movie made in Florida ever, and that's cool. It, it's nice to see people get a second life that have, are working actors. There's nothing better than that, honestly, seeing those guys pop up in movies right, like that. I agree, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Did you have any, like, if people don't know, like, I know, like, a lot of times, like, besides mispronouncing your name, people don't oh, know okay. that you're not just a special effects artist. You've directed how many movies? Like, five or six movies, at least. Yeah, like, five or six. And yeah. then, you know, done effects on over a hundred, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got a really prolific, like, catalog back there. And, and his movies aren't all super gore-fest. Like, Fell is a unique little movie. It's completely different than your other films. Yeah. I, mean, I wanted to show something that, like, you know, I, I can do more than just, like, you know, pseudo-snuff, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Fell's a heartfelt story. It's a bleak, depressing movie. Yeah, yeah the, and Bloodshock. I mean, there is, like, a lot of gore in that, but also Bloodshock's got a really, like, bleak, depressing kind of struggle psychological thing, too. And then you got Hundred Tears, big splatter, fun movie. Splatterfest, yeah. And, of course, Rock. And gore. Like, you know, what a better... Yeah. What better combination, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I really appreciate you doing it. If you have anything else to say, any shout outs or anything? Oh, no, I think that's good. <laughs> All right, thanks. Did yeah, you need thank anything? Thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did it. I, I wanted, I, there's like people I had in mind. I was like, well, I got to have Marcus on. And I, I can't believe you haven't been on the show. I think we were supposed to record something at Wasteland before. Yeah, and then just. Cross, think, not crossing paths, you know. <laughs> I think it was COVID, actually. I think we planned and then the COVID thing, and then they didn't have Wasteland for, like, the next three times. Yeah, bastards. And, and, and of course, like, uh, we wanted to go to Wasteland in April, but uh, we finally got our first big gig, and so uh, Jesse and I are going to be down in Florida. So Yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, it's a good gig. So. It works, work. We got we to gotta do it. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, that got to come first can't buy movies or go to conventions if you don't have any fucking money yeah 
It's amazing how that works. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Any, anyways, I really appreciate it, man. Cool. Thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Have care. a good one. <laughs> Bye.